Good morning, Jeepa. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. It is Saturday, October 5th, 2019. I'm sitting with Cliff McKenzie, who is in stage four COPD and congestive heart failure, um, hospice at home, uh, but with lots of wisdom. And we're talking today about um, the miracle of the unexpected. Thank you, Sabra. And uh, we have an audience of uh, my wife, Lori, and Hi. my son-in-law, Joseph. Hello. And a little doggy named Zeus, little Yorkshire Terrier. Yeah, it's um, always wonderful to talk about things uh, important to the living while you're the one that's dying. <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, it's been a rough week for me. I've had three or four different spasms, so I, uh, when I have those spasms, I get a little closer to the kiss of death. And anyway, the, the, the thing that I combat it with is uh, messages of hope. And uh, Sabre and I were talking about an event that happened where uh, one might say that the impossible uh, became the probable and uh, the uh, unexpected became the expected. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was making knives and and uh, and swords in my apartment, and I would take this beautiful steel and grind it down into the uh, blade and have it tempered, and then I would uh, uh, take the steel and I would put it into a acidic solution uh, after I had drawn a design on the blade with uh, wax and burn in these these uh, designs onto the blade so they were very beautiful and then I would take this wonderful material from uh, some from Africa and some from other parts of the country uh, zebra woods and Tiger woods and uh, walnuts, and I would fashion a handle for these blades. And I had about a oh, and a six or eight of these blades, and I was going to ship them all to uh, the. A uh, place that hardens the steel, and st in making knives, you uh, the, the the molecules in the in the in the blade are all in different angles, and when you heat the the, the uh, metal up to two thousand degrees, uh, and then you stick it in, you see them stick it into the water. It's actually got some oil in it. The whole idea is that you line the, all of those fragments of the steel, the molecules, in one in one direction. 
and uh, that gives the blade a truer, a truer uh, sense of strength. It's called hardening the steel, and in some blades they harden the top part and leave there. Excuse me, harden the lower, the lower part where you hit the the blade, and then they keep the upper part softener so that the blade swings better. Anyway, there's a lot of uh, a lot of art to the blade, but anyway, I had to, I I was going to take them up to. Uh, have them uh, hardened, and so I had maybe eight, eight or nine of these blades, these beautiful blades, in a bag. On, and I took the bus up to where my daughter's school was, and and I was going to take the car and drive over to Long Island, meet my daughter up there, and then take the car and drive to Long Island. I got off the bus at 103, walked up the street, and my God, I realized I'd left all those beautiful knives, all at work, months and months and months and months of work on the bus. Now in New York, if you leave something on the bus, the odds of it being there are like zero to zero. And here are these knives, these beautiful knives, all you know, exquisitely museum piece knives with designs on them and appealing to just about anybody in the whole wide world. And I, I was in tears. And I had to use all my, all my power to, to uh, stop crying and, and say, okay. Yeah. I called my daughter. And she says, well, maybe there's possibly someone turned them in. And I'm like, ah, get out of here. No, nobody in New York is going to turn in a bag of knives. Well, anyway, she said, well, let me, let me, maybe, let me call. So she called the police station. Man, my God almighty, someone had turned in the knives. And so I'll have <laughs> save Sabre. Uh, had the car, and so with a, a granddaughter, I have to save you to save her tell the rest of the story. Oh, well, just that we uh, we actually started off at the bus station and then were directed to the police station, and uh, we had to explain why there was uh, a, like what the purpose of these knives were. And I said, well, my my dad, is an artisanal knife maker, and uh, uh, and we fortunately had photographs of the knives in an original state um, before they were all packaged in this bag. Um, but they had um, cataloged each one separately, so uh, they had to go in the back and bring out each each of these um, items, and uh, you know. Sophia and I were kind of elated. We thought it was kind of a fun adventure, and we were so excited that we found them. And we wanted to take pictures of the knives and of the officers who were giving the knives back. And they were all business and very stoic. I mean, this is their job, and really, we're not into 
to that. I think they didn't think it was fun at all. But um, but we had a good time, and we were very, very grateful and so happy to return them to, to Dad. So the, the point of this story is, in a city of crime, and, and you, you know, New York is well known for its crime, even though it's down quite a bit. And on a bus where, you know, there's, it's basically, if it hits the floor, it's gone. Okay? This bag of knives, these beautiful works of art that I had labored on, uh, were salvaged. They were salvaged because my daughter had hope. She, she, she took the opposite of my negativity and said, "Hey, let me let me call." And then, when we got over there, they actually released the knives to her. I, I was, I was so impressed. It, it was like, what the heck? And I have to sit back and, and, and tell everyone in the world that when something like that happens to, and it, I know something like that has happened to everyone in one form or another, it has to be a reminder of the, the great nature of humanity expressing itself in, in, in spite of all of the negativity and all of the clouds and all of the the, 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 the the depressions that seem to exist and I got to tell you the the elation that I had and the respect I had for the people of New York City and I, I know there's many people said I'm not touching those knives they might have killed a thousand people you know but nevertheless there was this hope this this overriding hope now if, if the hope can work for knives, it can work for you, it can work for people in your family, it can work for, for our whole world. If we take a moment to, to hope and to try, then, then we can find some results. And so anyway, with that, I, I'd like to remind you that in the 1440 minutes of the day, that you might take one minute, just one minute, of those 1,440, and hope, hope for something dear to your heart, the peace of the world, the, the peace of your own self, the, the uh, success of, of, of a child struggling, just hope, one minute of 1,440 for hope. Thank you. Thank you, Dad. And listeners, if you would like to pass this on, please do, uh, Podcast 1440. And if you would like to make a contribution to Cliff and Lori McKenzie, the address is 53 East 9th Street, East 7th Street, Apartment 9, <laughs> New York, New York, 10003. <laughs>